on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the real. Let's say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Q and AF. That's where you submit the questions and I give you the AFs. That's the answer as fuck or the Andy Priscilla answer or however you want to make up your own little uh, acronym. That's cool with me too. You can submit your questions and they can be about anything. Two. Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyfrisella.com. And, you know, dude, guys, personal development, business, success, winning, kicking ass, being handsome as fuck. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to give you on handsome as fuck because there's a lot of genetic things that have to go into that. But everything else, you know, we can talk about. Um, when you tune into the show, you're going to find that we have multiple shows within the show. And other times when you tune in, we have what's called CTI. That stands for Cruise the Internet. Now, Cruise the Internet is where we take up multiple headlines. We throw them on the screen. We talk about them, we make fun of them, we talk about what the problem is, and then we talk about how we can potentially solve these problems as individuals collectively, okay? Then sometimes we have real talk, and I haven't done real talk in a while, but I promise you I'm going to get back to it on a regular basis. That's five to 20 minutes of actual real talk. Uh, just what I think needs to be said, little life lessons I've learned along the way that I'd like to share with you guys. And then we have full length, and full length we're going to do more of as well. Full length is, you know, a guest. It's similar to what you guys see on most of these other podcasts, uh, where you have a guest, you have me and DJ, we have a conversation, and uh, you guys send me messages saying how I'm a shitty interviewer and I talk too much and let, I should let the other people talk, but guess what? Guess what? <laughs> I get to do whatever the fuck I want, and I do it, okay? So if you don't like the full length, you can go listen to one of the other guys who might do the full length type things, and that's fine with me too. So... For all of this amazing value that we give over the last, uh, you know, many, many years on this platform of podcasting, I ask that you share the show, okay? I don't run ads. I don't take money from advertisers. I don't, you know, leverage my message because I'm getting paid. I try to keep it as authentic. And I want you guys to know that whatever I say, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, these are my actual thoughts. Mm -hmm. They're not bought and paid for thoughts. By anybody. Yeah, for anybody. And that's it. You know, if I were yeah, to right. be bought and paid for, if I were, yeah. I would consider <laughs> being bought and paid for by this amazing, tasty, refreshing, energizing, soul-giving energy drink by first form. But this is definitely not an ad. Not an ad, though. Yeah. Today, I got the green one. The green machine, baby. Yeah. I like the green. I still, I'm I'm blue raz until I die. Anyway, with the fee, the fee, the fee is important. The fee, yeah. The fee, stay on top of it. <laughs> the fee is that because we're not bought and paid for, guys, and I could really get a lot of money for advertising, and I could spend the 30 minutes of the show running ads in your fucking ears and pretending I use shit that I probably don't. Um, just share the show, dude. Mm -hmm. Like that's all we ask. Just share with your friends when when. When you, when you think there's valuable information, just share it. That's all we do. That's what we ask for. That's what the fee. True. And this is all valuable information. Super valuable. Yeah. Like, like <clears throat> just in the, per like, this might be a side question, but like just the, the PD world itself, right? Like, 
do you think that most like how do you how do you think most people look at personal development? Do you think they see it as just like a like an extracurricular hobby, or is it like because you think, look at it as an investment, right? Like, yeah, I think there's two different kinds of people, bro. I think there's there's people who consume mass amounts of personal development content. They go to every seminar, they read mm-hmm. every book, they listen to every show, they try to get as close as they can to anybody who they deem has the magic formula, right? Thinking that there is always something that's being withheld or there's always more secrets to have or there's always more, there's something that like I'm not sharing with them and they got to get like real close to me for me to like say, hey, bro, come here. Here's the secret. Those people, I call them success zombies. They're addicted to personal development content, okay? And if I was an unethical human, I would not talk about this and I would just sell you guys a whole bunch of shit, and which is, by the way, what most of these other dudes do, okay? So that's the first kind of person that thinks about personal development. And those people never win. They never fucking win. They never win. They never create. They never build. They never become. All the things that they think they want to be, they will never become because they can't cross the chasm from information to execution. Input output. Yeah. Yes. And, and then there's other people. And, and dude, most of the people that are with us here, they're these kind of people. These are people who literally listen. They understand that a lot of personal development is overlapping. They understand that there's only so many rules and so many things that really matter. Mm-hmm. And they are listening and consuming for that one sentence or that one paragraph or that one chapter of a book or that one thing that will make them 1% better, mm-hmm. okay? And they spend most of their time not consuming other people's information, but actually going out and executing. Right. Those are the people that value my, personally, my content, mm-hmm. okay? This is why, you know, in Arte Syndicate, these are, these are people that are really doing shit. Yeah. These aren't people that are like, oh, one day I want to be something. No, they, these are the people who are doing exactly what I just said. And it's unfortunate, dude, because the, the first group, they have all the tools. They have all the knowledge. They, they, they are just trying to figure out a way around having to do the uncomfortable part. Yeah. Having yeah. to invest many years of your life on the same goal. Having to lose relationships, lose friends, uh, work obscene amounts of hours. There's this misunderstanding and propagating of balance. Mm in the success equation over the course of the last 10 years where a lot of people have come along and they have you know, pointed at people like me and they say, that's unhealthy living. Right. Look how hard he works. Right. He doesn't live the kind of life, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, but what the fuck have you done? You see, when you look at any of these people who are saying this shit, the only thing, the only thing that they've ever done is that they may have sold you some information, books, courses, you know, personal development content of some sort. They figure out a way to monetize it, but like they never actually practically built a business from the ground up, which mm-hmm. guess what? That's what all of you get to fucking go do mm-hmm. or build a career from the ground up within an organization. Yeah. These are the real world things that people have to do. And, you know, we have an element of the personal development space. I spoke about it on yesterday or on the show that we did with Tommy. 
um, where it's, it's frustrating for someone like me where I'm like, bro, this is not that fucking hard. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to do, right? Yeah. It, it, like there is no secret. There is no quick fix. There is no hack. There is no path of least resistance. The quickest way for you to go from where the fuck you are to where you want to be is that shit you're trying to avoid doing. Mm. That is the, and not only is it the fastest way, it's the only way in most cases to get where you're trying to go. And people are far better off committing to accepting that as reality. Okay, I must grind. I must work hard. I must have failures so I develop skills. And I must not quit so I can continue to push forward as other people fall off the game. Because really, that's what we're talking about, bro. We're talking about a game of endurance. Mm. We're talking about a game of outlasting everybody else. That's really the key that no one talks about. Because as you move forward and as you get better and as you push harder, the same people that started with you on day one, let's just imagine there's 10 other people doing the exact same thing that you're trying to do, or there's mm -hmm. probably a hundred or a thousand or 10,000, doesn't matter. After the first year, there's only half of those people left, if that. Yeah. After the second year, there's only half of them. After the third year, it's you and like three other people. And after 10 years, you're successful by default because everybody else is fucking quit. Mm. This is the game. This is the game nobody fucking teaches. And the reason nobody teaches it is because they haven't fucking done it. Yeah. They've spent their entire lives selling idealistic, feel-good theories yeah. that do not work in application over the course of time. Mm. And so, dude, it's very frustrating for me because I completely understand the game. I've been successful in the game in many different projects at many different levels and I continue to be. And that's just the fact. Yeah. A dude who sells information and courses and seminars and shit that hasn't built a real company does not deserve your investment. 100% fact. Yeah. They don't deserve it. You're going there to hear shit that they read about or that they think they know about or that sounds good, that gets you pumped up in the minute and then you walk out the fucking door and what do you do? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to be someone who consumes personal development, which you should. And invest in it. Yeah. You should look at it as an investment. Yeah. And what do you, what is it the purpose of an investment? To have a return. To get a return. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's up to you what return you get because it's up to you to go apply. Mm -hmm. And that's what people are not understanding. It's yeah. very frustrating. The, uh, the idea of balance, the idea of you could just like positive think your way through this shit and it's yeah. just going to happen. Like, bro, that's, you're going to, I, I, I want you guys to hear me. The person who continues to look for the shortcut, continues to look for the, ha now I'm not saying that you shouldn't look for the best ways to do things, but what I am saying is that not a single one of those things that are going to be effective is actually easy to do in real life. Mm. And I got a question the other night when we were in Arte group and they were talking about, um, you know, I don't know, like I, I forgot what the, how it was phrased, but it was basically like, I don't know, like sometimes I feel like I'm becoming a workaholic and blah, blah. That's what the fuck it takes. And people don't want to hear that shit. They want to hear that they can show up, they can do 
you know, a little bit of work or the bare minimum. They can live a great life. They can fucking get it celebrated. They can get all the claps and all the praise, live in the big house, drive the nice car, have the available funds, travel to earth and not really pay anything for it. And that's just not reality, dude. Right. And the people who propagate that are harming literally anybody who listens to their shit. Yeah. Because it's planting a false idea in their head. And then they'll get into it and they're like, well, what the fuck? Well, bro, those people end up spending. It's this is why it's so frustrating because those people not only spend their money with those people, but then because they've been told that there's these other ways to do things that are like somewhat, you know, healthy. Okay. There there ain't fucking nothing healthy about what the fuck I do, bro. Mm. There's you're Mm. with me every fucking day. Like mo like I'm not saying this to be an asshole, but most people couldn't do it. They yeah. really couldn't do it. But that's also not like that's it's not to say that you're, you're still not fulfilled and you're not chasing a fucking passion. I fucking love it. You're not, you know what I'm saying? No, so I fucking I, love it. Yeah, yeah. But dude, this is also this is also why the idea of entrepreneurship should not be glorified the way that it is. Hmm. Yes, there's massive prizes. Yes, it's fucking awesome. Yes. My life appears to be very fucking cool, and it is cool, but it's cool for me. Yeah, and there's a price to pay for that. For a dude, yeah. I pay it every day, Yeah, and it's incredibly difficult, even yeah. for me, who's built myself into someone with skills, with the understanding of how much effort it actually takes, and it's still hard as fuck. Yeah. It's still fucking hard every single day. So you have to understand, dude, there's a trade. Yeah. Know what the fuck you're signing up for. That's it. And dude, not every, and, and I'm not saying this to shit on anybody or put doubt in your brain. There are some people listening that are not cut out to do this. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Yeah. Okay. And there are some people listening who are going to go do it no matter what the fuck anybody says to them. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Uh, and the world, by the way, those are the people that win. Yeah. Those are the people that win. Well, I mean, would you say too? Because, I mean, if you, even if you look at just the history of the U.S., right, and where we are, bro, it's like, you know, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, 70% of the population were entrepreneurs, right? Like, the world needs quality entrepreneurs because they changed the landscape of, of everything. Right? Well, I think what's important is <clears throat> in, in our current landscape of, of our country is that you don't have to be an entrepreneur, but you have to have an entrepreneur mindset. Mm. And you have to behave as if an, you're an entrepreneur in the way that you handle your own self. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you yeah. are a brand. Right. Okay. And everybody listening, you are a brand. When you walk in to your office or wherever it is you work, it doesn't matter. Your stock is either going up or mm-hmm. it's going down. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that go into a personal brand. Right. Okay. How much does this brand actually contribute to the project that we're working on. Greater too. good. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. Like people think of it all wrong. It's not shit. about being an entrepreneur, dude. In a lot of cases, being an entrepreneur inside a great company is a lot better than being an entrepreneur. A lot better. Because you get a lot of the prizes without one eighth of the fucking stress. Risk. And, yeah. yeah, risk yeah. and pressure and yeah. all that shit. So I think the important thing for people, it's not to think like, am I an entrepreneur or not? I'm an entrepreneur. It's to work to develop the mindset and skill set of an entrepreneur and then attack life that way. Mm. See what I'm saying? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, I guess enough about us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just think it's, you know. That's some real shit, though, man. Some real shit. 
we have a lot of people, bro, who have the wrong idea about winning. Yeah. You know, they've been listening and, and there's all this victim culture right now. There's all this shit that tells people there's something wrong with them and that it's okay to like set up boundaries and take space and, you know, and that is okay. That is okay. But not for your whole life. That's it. Yeah. And, yeah. and if, you, if you do not break out of that and you do not understand that the more time you're sitting on the sideline, quote unquote, whatever the, f like, whatever the fuck you guys look for, this, I can't relate to it. It's just not how I'm built. <laughs> okay. Like this quality of life balance that you're trying. The longer you sit on the sideline, the more work you got to do when you get off the sideline. Mm -hmm. True. You've been in that fucking safe space for fucking your entire life. Well, and dude, the victim culture that's going on in the world right now is so strong. It sucks people in and never lets them out. Yeah. You know, they get people convinced that they got to spend their whole life healing from some shit that happened to them when they were fucking, uh, you know, 10 years old. Hey, motherfucker, guess what? I hate to tell you this, but you're not the only one that some bad shit happened to. There's a whole lot of people that bad shit has happened to. I'm one of them. There's all kinds of motherfuckers that have had bad shit happen to them. And guess what? There's millions of people who have had worse shit happen to them than what's happened to you and still go out and kick ass and get it done and have build a great fucking life. There's nothing noble about living your life as a fucking victim. Bro. No. And it's the popular thing to do these days because it's what gets attention on the fucking interwebs. You, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's. You showed your age there a little bit though. I don't fuck. Interwebs. I said it on purpose. You think I say anything on accident? <laughs> it just sounded old school. Okay. I liked it though. It's because I am old school. That's true. All right. Let's do the show. All right. Well, uh, Andy, question number one. Uh, Andy, two years ago, I quit my job and jumped ship uh, into starting my own remodeling business. To keep it short and sweet, I tried to get too big too quick and fucked up my reputation. Uh, after a lot of self-educating and self-evaluating, uh, I now know what it's going to take to build uh, a real business and what not to do. My question is, should I rename and rebrand my business and start from square one to rebuild a solid reputation? Or should I continue and basically pick up where I left off, build better practices, um, and struggle until the good reputation buries the shitty one? Um, I don't want to run from my problems, and I fully accept that I fucked up, but I'm worried. Uh, that I may have fucked my business name up to the point of no return. So in 2006, um, we had the opportunity to absorb a company here locally that was a retail chain, okay? And I, at the time, because I was living in Springfield, Missouri, and they were here in St. Louis, I knew of this company. I was very familiar with this company. In fact, the reason I whole start I started my entire business was because this company existed, and I said, "Hey, those guys are doing it. Maybe we should do this, but do it better." Yeah. So, in my mind, the company that I looked up to was a great company. Okay. So when the opportunity came for me, you know, we started in 1999, 2005. I was presented with this opportunity. It took us a little bit to get it done. So yeah. in 2006, we took it over. We took over five stores, and those stores were not called supplement superstores. They were called something else. And I jumped at the opportunity to take them over because I'm like, fuck, dude, we can go from two stores to, to, to six stores fucking one day. So we're doing it. This shit. And yeah. I did it. Yeah. And it was a great, it was a great move. Okay. Because it'll, I learned it was, it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to, but it taught me so much because it was, it ended up, it ended up being a very difficult move. I'm going to tell you why. 
unbeknownst to me during that time, that company for that five years while we were operating in Springfield, three hours away, they were mm-hmm. operating here in St. Louis. They had been alienating their customers and basically doing bad shit, creating a terrible reputation for themselves. Mm. I didn't do my due diligence. I didn't know this. In my mind, I had automatically thought, these guys are the shit and we're trying to be like them. I didn't know that they had this fucking massive decline. You have to remember, there was no way for me to know it because there was no fucking social media. Right. Where the mouth was. Yeah. That's it. Got it. So I wasn't coming to St. Louis. Like for years and years and years, guys, I didn't come back because we were open seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So here's what I learned. So I, we did the deal. I took over the businesses and what I learned, we changed all the, we, we, we refitted the stores. We changed everything. We changed the name to our name. And because those stores were in those physical locations where people had had bad experiences, we still couldn't get them to fucking go. Mm. The stigmatized, the stigmatization of the location with a bad experience was with the customer so strong that we had to move all the stores except one of them to get them to work. Damn. Okay. So when you ask me, I think this is a very good question to ask. And I also think that you're, you're humbling yourself properly to ask it because the truth is, is that once people have made up their mind about a certain company, it's very difficult to get them to see it in a different light again. Mm -hmm. And if I were this person, I would take the opportunity to build an entirely new company from the ground up. And I wouldn't try to create the old company. I I would set up with a specific mission, specific values, specific way of operating, all of the things that you need to do to be the exact opposite of that company that was the one creating the reputation. Mm-hmm. And I would start from there. Yeah. Because there, now you're going to have a, a, a customer base that's more open. And even if the customers come to you and they eventually figure out, oh, well, that's the same guy that owned this over here. And they're getting a good experience along the way. They're already in the process. So now they're willing to give you a second or third chance. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just try to do this, bro, they're not coming back. Hmm. This is like when you see a restaurant that you've got a shitty meal or yeah. a shitty fucking service at and you drive by and it says under new ownership. Yeah. Do you go in or do you not? No. Most people don't. <laughs> no. Most people don't. Yeah. Okay. So and this, is, this is the unfortunate reality of stigmatizing your customer base. To, to feel a certain way about your brand. I think the, the if me and you were partners, I'd say, let's start over, dude. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, you know, it's, I think McDonald's does something similar to that. But like, it's looked at like they're just redoing their fucking stores. But like, if you notice when they switched over to the modern locations, they completely tear down the entire fucking building. And I wonder if that has to do with some of that psychological, you know, anybody had negative experiences. Well, there's a difference between there's a difference between refreshing a brand yeah. and creating a new brand. And completely rebuilding. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and like, bro, sometimes, like if McDonald's had caused uh, the Spanish flu outbreak and killed 50 million people, they would have to not be called McDonald's anymore. Right. Okay. So right. There's, there's, there's levels to the decay and to the stigma, stigmatization that can yeah. happen in the consumer's mind. And it sounds to me like this person has already figured out that he's past the point of no return. Yeah. He's at the Spanish flu. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I would, <laughs> I would, I would start fresh, bro. And I also think, 
I also think you'll enjoy that process because you won't be constantly reminded of all the bad shit that this mm-hmm. other brand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tainted with people. For sure. Now, follow up on that, though. Would you still try to reach out to those yes. past customers? Yes. Okay. Yes. I would reach out and I would apologize for the, I, if not, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even reach out for the sake of trying to get their business. Like a pitch. I yeah. would just acknowledge yeah. that you didn't, that think bad things didn't, that things didn't go the way you wanted them to go. And, you know, let them know that you acknowledge that and, and move forward from there. Yeah. And that's what I would do. Fucking love it, man. Uh, Andy, question number two. Uh, I've come to a spot in my journey where I feel I am a good leader to good employees, but I struggle being a good leader to bad employees, uh, being passive, letting small things go, et cetera. And the good employees are taking notice. What advice would you have for a young leader to break through that and become a good leader to all types of employees? Stop questioning yourself about like, bro, why are you, I'm confused on the question a little bit. Is he saying that he's letting shit go with the bad employees? Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. Mm. You cannot do that. Yeah. Okay. Because the, your good employees will soon join the ranks of bad employees because they understand what's acceptable and what's not. And when they, un, when they understand that Bob over there can get away with half the fucking standard that I get away with, then why the fuck am I working so hard to hold this high standard? Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And Why what am happens I holding is, the line? No, yeah. they yeah. lose respect for you, dude. You won't have any pull with anybody if you keep doing that. Like that's that's like sin number one. Like you cannot mm. let sli- shit slide below whatever the fuck your standard is. If you do so, you're not being a, a you're being a terrible leader. You're not mm. even being an okay leader. Mm. Like that's the worst thing you can fucking do, bro. If you let shit slide with your weak employees, and you let the, because like every company, every person has a standard, mm-hmm. okay? Your standard should be as high as you could potentially hold it, and it should work every single day to get better. If you allow these other people over here who aren't necessarily bought in and aren't part of that standard to get away with it, how do you expect anybody else to be held to that standard? Right. Your words mean nothing. It, like, bro, that's yeah. terrible leadership. Like you, whoever wrote that, like whoever you are, you need to knock it the fuck off right now. Like you're, you're, you're fucking weak employees, bro. Those people who are weak, that slide by that they, they will try to make you feel guilty for holding a high standard or they'll try to make it feel like, uh, you know, you're very tough on them when in reality you're just holding the standard for everybody Mm -hmm. and they, they know that you're not easily fooled by them. So then they try to make you feel guilty. Fuck that shit, bro. That's gaslighting bullshit. Okay. Get, if people do that to you, get them the fuck out. Like, honestly, that's what I would do. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's, there's a mass shortage of career and jobs right now. And there's a lot of people out there that are hungry that want to fucking work. And anybody who doesn't want to live up to my standard, they can get the fuck out Mm -hmm. today. Yeah. I fucking pack of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that bro. You're, that person's going to ruin their business if they don't stop that. Hmm. You cannot do that. <clears throat> bro, bro, you'll have no, you'll have no credit. You have, you are so fucking lucky to even have employees right now that are living to the standard at all. If you're doing that kind of shit. Yeah. 
Who knows? Because who knows how long you've been doing it? Yeah. Yeah. You better, you better take those motherfuckers that are living up to the standard out to eat and say, hey, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, fuck these guys. I'm I've, with you guys. I've been slipping. Yeah, yeah. it's my fault. Yeah. Fuck these guys. I'm with you guys. Because yeah. what do, what, what, don't, you, what, what people fail to understand is that the people who are working hard, they understand that those people who aren't are actually hurting them. Hmm. It's hurting these careers. It's hurting the people who are working hard's careers because it's dead weight to pull along. And then you're pacifying it as the leader? Bro. Don't do that. Yeah, that's fucking real, man. Uh, Andy, third and uh, final question for you. Uh, Andy, while I like being the guy my company can rely on, sometimes I feel like they take advantage of my time. Uh, for example, expecting me to stay late every time that they mismanage time, last minute work. What are your thoughts on this? Do I continue putting work first all the time or do I set the boundaries at some point and let them know I have a life outside of work? It kind of builds right off that last question. Well, it sounds like you're, it sounds like you could potentially be in an organization that is not aligned with your work values. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you find yourself outworking everybody, literally everybody in the office, and you're the person that gets dumped on, and you're this, that, and this, it could be that the entire fucking company is not living to your standard. All right, and what that means is you can either work to change the standard meaning you can start leading from within and pulling people to your standard mm -hmm. so that you don't have to shoulder all the load, or you could start looking for a company that does align with your standards and make a career move. Yeah, Those, those are the options. Or you could stay where you are and be frustrated for a long time. If you don't make one of those moves, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Yeah. I, but <clears throat> see, I was, I was thinking on this, bro, because like, you know, we talk about this all the time. I think sometimes people overinflate how hard they think they're acting. Absolutely. Working. Yeah. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I, I think there's like self-reflection in this. I think everybody, too, right? I think, I, I don't think very many people work harder than they say they work. Right. I think a lot of people right. work less hard than what they say they work. Right. Okay. Because right. there's like a, there's like a chest beating mm -hmm. on the hardest worker. Are you? Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Are you, bro? Exactly. You know, like, and I think that's a good point for you to bring up too, because there is, there are people that perceive themselves to be harder workers, better performers than they actually are. Yeah. And what ends up happening to those people is they end up in a situation where, you know, they get frustrated because they're not. Uh, being appreciated for being mm -hmm. who they feel they are when in reality they're not really that and mm -hmm. that creates what that ends up creating is a cancerous situation right where where you're bitter you're bitter at the company uh the company's like tired of you talking about how fucking much better you are than everybody mm -hmm. you see what yeah, i'm saying because you put yourself in your own echo chamber yeah bro. and it's dude it's important for yeah. you to have a real true self-assessment yeah and this this goes for whether you're seeing this perspective from a leadership perspective or a superior perspective or an operator perspective, or if you're the employee that's frustrated. Yeah, that's real. It's important to see it as the truth. Like, is are these things that I'm saying the truth? Am I the hardest worker? Right. Am I the top performer? Am I the best teammate? Am I this? It, you, you see what I'm saying? I, bro, I, I read this question. I, I looked at like the time. It was like, okay, maybe you just suck at fucking managing it, your time. It's it's very possible. You know what I'm saying? No, like, it's, what's, it's very possible. Yeah. That's, that's highly possible. Yeah. Okay, so you have to be honest in assessing yourself 
And most people have a very difficult time with that because yeah. it's not fun, man. Yeah. It's not fun to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, fuck, I'm kind of a piece of shit in this area. Yeah, or for real. Yeah, yeah. no, dude. Look, yeah. bro, you got to be real with yourself. Like, like, I've had to do a lot of hard conversations over the years for me to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. and, and not a single one of them has been fucking fun. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I understand where my faults are and I've worked very hard to overcome those faults. And I, it's made me better to at least, now am I a perfect? No, I'm not fucking perfect. I'm not even close. I have a long way to go. But I also know that once I start addressing the issue, because I've told myself the truth, I feel better instantly. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of you guys struggle with. You struggle with internal frustration because you're telling yourself a story about yourself that's not even close to being in line with reality. And that creates all kinds of uh, frustration, anxiety, stress, um, animosity towards others, bitterness. And like, dude, the reality is the conversation that you really need to have is one with yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's a fact, man. Yeah. And, and so obviously this, this could be viewed from many different perspectives. Yeah. If you really are the hardest worker and you really are being dumped on and you really are, you know, having to do the work of many other people who aren't working as hard as you, again, you have a couple different options. One, you can make everybody else better. You could take it upon yourself to be the leader inside that unit that lifts the standard for everybody. And that is the person that will be the most rewarded. And even if you don't get rewarded in this scenario, developing that skill set will make you tens of millions of dollars because it's very fucking rare. Okay. Or you can recognize that the company doesn't align with you and you're going to go do something else with some other people that, that are on the same page as you. Mm -hmm. That's assuming that it's true. Right. But those are your options, man. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Just <clears throat> follow up on that. Let me ask you this. So like as, as a owner operator, right? What are there like tools like systems that you put in place because you know this idea of I work harder than everybody how do you like how is that actually measured well first of all I don't really care how hard you work yeah I care what you produce right okay right. I care what you I care how you lead I care the example you set now working hard is the example that needs to be set however just coming in and saying I work hard but you don't produce it that doesn't mean shit to anybody right ever right in any organization ever Right. <laughs> okay. Like, and that's the ideal, that's the idealistic mentality that has crept its way into our culture as, as, as Americans here in America and maybe worldwide too. I don't know, but where people, like I saw a stat today, uh, Sal posted on his IG story. It was like the labor, the labor usage the, yeah. of available is only like 62% yeah, yeah, yeah. of available. The available workforce is actually working. That means there's 38% of people who are choosing not to work when there's jobs out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's an ambition problem and that's a pride problem. And that's a, that's a fucking, that's an integrity issue. Mm -hmm. Those people are perfectly fine riding on the coattails of the people who produce. Waiting for yeah, the Yeah. And next, by the way, yeah. that's not going to ever produce a life that you ever want to live. You never want to live that life, bro. It's going to be shitty. And these are the same people who, you know, villainize success and villainize people who work hard and villainize, you know, driven people and villainize people who are out there producing. And they better quit doing that because those are the people that are even allowing you to fucking eat over there. You don't know that because you're too stupid to understand it. But those people's tax dollars allow you to fucking survive. Mm -hmm. So maybe you should stop villainizing them. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And maybe you should get off your ass and join the fucking party and we all go fucking win together. Yeah. It won't cool. happen though because <laughs> this idealistic mindset of work-life balance. Live, laugh, love. fucking, dude. <laughs> I can't, I don't even want to get in on it. I'll turn into a fucking violent rant. <laughs> it will. Like, it, it's, it's, it's absurd shit. Yeah. Okay. We, I can't fix everybody in the world, bro. I can't help the fact that fucking 30 plus percent of the fucking people are lazy as fuck and don't want to contribute at all. And they say, oh, it's not, a, it's opportunity. No, it's not opportunity because there's lots of opportunity right now. Mm-hmm. There has been for the last 15 years. You haven't done shit. Right. It has nothing to do with opportunity. It has to do with you being a lazy fuck that wants to fucking live your life and not work any which way whatsoever. You have no personal pride. You have no fucking integrity. You have no fucking drive. You have no ambition. You're going to be nothing. You're going to contribute nothing. You're going to, when you die, it won't fucking matter at all. Nobody will care. And you'll say, well, my family will care. No, because you're teaching your family to live the same way and nobody will care when they're gone. Mm -hmm. So who's going to be left to care? What is your life going to mean? It's going to mean fucking nothing. And these people don't realize this until they're fucking way way too late yeah uh, on top of that too bro it's like what happens when that 62 percent gets down to 50 percent well it's down to 49 percent if you read the book there's a book which is thousand plus pages long called atlas shrugged which is completely about that yeah when the producers say fuck it and stop producing everybody becomes dependent on the government and this yeah. is what i've been trying to talk about for years and years and years that some of you people still message me and say I'm here for your personal development content. I don't care about, well, you're a fucking idiot then because you're not understanding what's happening. You're not understanding that we are losing the things that allow you to actually go out and win. Mm -hmm. So you, who only cares about the personal development and thinks that all the other shit is crazy, you don't understand that the environment and the landscape is changing And it's going to create a situation where no matter how hard you work, you will not be able to win. You will not be able to make money. Your kids will not be able to make money. They will fucking starve. That's what's going to happen if you do not start to pay attention to both sides of it. You cannot do the entrepreneurship without fucking freedom. It's real shit. And we are under attack. Our ideological systems and our fucking value systems are under attack. It's obvious when 40% of the country that can work won't. (laughs) Pretty obvious to me. And they're not doing anything to change that. They're not. The answer to that is to make it impossible for those people to fucking survive without working. Mm. Nobody wants to say that. It's the truth. If you make it impossible for them to survive without working, what will they fucking start to do? They will work. They will contribute. They will get up in the morning instead of smoking a blunt at fucking 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. or 10 a.m. when they wake the fuck up. Mm -hmm. You get it? Yeah. It's important, too, to share the fucking success. Like, 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 stop demonizing that. Might speed that shit up, too. What do you think on that? I think losers are always going to demonize winners. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about my success. I don't like, bro, I've paid the fucking price. I've been in this game 24 fucking years. Whatever the fuck I do, I earn. I promise you that. I didn't grow up in some fucking mansion. I didn't grow up with this fucking privilege that you fuckers all like to talk about. It's not real shit. 
Okay. Building anything is hard for anybody. They've got us all convinced that there's some sort of like certain people have it easier and certain people have it harder and certain people have this. That might be true. That might be true. But that's still not enough of a reason for you not to try and not to attempt and mm. not to contribute and not to do the best that you can. Because the, the fact of the matter is this, there have been people, for any of you listening, for any of us, for any of us who have had it far harder than you or me or anybody and went out and won bigger and better than me or you will ever will. It's, it's just fact. There's, do, there's people out there there's people out there that are not white men who have grown up poorer than me, who have gone out and won in ways that are probably bigger than I might ever win. Mm. Now, if it's up to me, that won't be true because I'm going to win bigger than everybody. But you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, bro. There's no fucking excuses here. And every fucking excuse that you tell yourself, every lie that you tell yourself, every fucking little story you tell yourself about not being able to do what it is you want to do because of whatever the fuck it yeah, is. Fill in the blank. Bro, yeah. that's just you. That's just you telling yourself another thing that will keep you where you are for a longer period of time. And where you are is somewhere that you don't want to be. Mm -hmm. so, and we're only here for a certain amount of time. So you're literally stealing yourself of your own fucking life and potential by telling yourself this shit in the first place. Yeah, exactly where they want you to be. It, and dude, it, what's frustrating <laughs> to me, bro, I get very frustrated with these people who, you know, they, they say, oh, I like the Q&AF, but the CTI is just too much for me. You're the reason it's happening. Yeah. You're the reason it's happening. The truth is that they're probably the success zombies you talk about. Bro, no, they're <laughs> the reason it's happening yeah. because they refuse to, it's the same thing of looking in the mirror with the conversation I said five minutes ago. Yeah. They refuse to look because it's difficult and because it's hard and because it's painful. But until you look and understand, you cannot be a part of the actual solution of fixing it. And bro, if more people don't start to understand what's happening, this you as entrepreneurs and success-driven people will not have the opportunity that we have traditionally had in America for very much longer. Real talk. It's real shit. Yeah. We're, and, and, and you guys think, oh, everything seems good now. Yeah, it might be okay today. But understand, I'm continuously, and the reason I'm successful is because I continuously look three years, five years, 10 years down the road. That's where I'm looking. I'm not looking at today. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at tomorrow. I'm not looking at next month. I'm looking at the big picture, all right? And so many of you refuse to like even think that way. You can't see what's actually happening. What's actually happening is that there's people in the world who are inching away your opportunity and your children's opportunity to actually do the things that we've always been able to do here in this country, okay? And if you refuse to look at it, just like the person who tells themselves the story that I said two minutes ago that keeps themselves in that same place, you're allowing the landscape to erode to where while you may be okay, your children certainly aren't. Right. 
It's an ignorant way to fucking look at things. So with all that being said, if you still message me and you say, I'm here for the personal development. I don't like hearing the other shit. Well, then fucking go listen to someone else. I can promise you, you won't get that personal development shit from anybody else. And if that's cocky, I don't give a fuck because it's the truth. So go away. I don't fucking care. Go fucking make a post about me talking about how I'm an asshole or whatever the fuck you, I don't fucking care, bro. I'm trying to help you and you're not understanding it. You're not getting it. Look, look, it's happening inch by inch by inch by inch by inch. And if you want your children to have the opportunity that you have had, that you sort of take advantage of, okay? We are going to have to protect the landscape of freedom in this country. Mm-hmm. That's, that's real shit. Like that, it, freedom is the soil that we plant our success seeds into. Without the soil, you can't do it. it it's impossible. You know, when the government is taxing us at entrepreneurs who are successful at a fucking level of 48, 52, even some, pla- some places all in, up to 58% tax, close to 60% tax, bro. That creates a financially oppressive environment where those fucking seeds have a harder time growing. And you have these people who are idealists who think, oh, well, you know, all the rich people could take care of the poor people. No, they can't. They cannot. That will not happen. It's, it's, it's mathematically impossible. Because what will happen is they keep inching the tax dollars on the people that produce. Why the fuck would someone who produces continue? Like, why the fuck would I continue to run this business if my tax went up to fucking 80%? Right. I wouldn't fucking do it. No. Which means there goes the jobs. Which means which there, means goes. there goes the tax dollars. Exactly. Which means now we're all on fucking soup and bread from the fucking government on a fucking certificate. Mm-hmm. And w- this is communism, dude. That's, what, that's how it happens. If people would learn history and read a little bit and not just like be stuck in their fucking belief system and, and not, think, not be so ignorant to think that you can sprout success out of soil that's not fertile, like you're not that good, dude. I'm not that good. Nobody's that good. You can't do it. That's the whole reason I do CTI if you hadn't fucking noticed. Almost every point I tie into, I tie back into us protecting freedom. So all of us out here that like to go out and make money and build shit and do shit can still do so. Right. So it's whatever, bro. Guys, Andy, that's three. Yeah. We'll pay that fee. Yeah, do it. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot